If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Abigail13. Support Switchcraft and my other content at www.patreon.com slash run jump stomp thank you let's start things off with my favorite thing that's feedback from you guys uh crazy legs 15 that's c-r-z-y-l-g-s-1-5 he he or she reviewed the show uh they said excellent podcast very professional and to the point perfect for the gamer that wants to stay on top of the latest news with minimal time to listen check it out uh first off i want to say thank you for the review crazy legs huge huge thanks for that uh secondly i want to apologize for the last couple of episodes being so long there's just been so much happening in the world of nintendo that i feel like i there was nothing that i could really cut uh so probably this episode will be shorter although this is going to be a pretty important episode we've got a lot to talk about so let's Go ahead and get to it. Again, if you want to support the show, one really great way to do that and a free way to do that is just give us a review on iTunes just like Crazy Legs did. Uh, I would like to be able to read one of these every single week, and as it stands right now, I'm all out of reviews. So if you haven't reviewed us yet, go ahead and give us a review. We'll read it on the show, and I really, really appreciate everybody who's already done so. That being said, let's jump right into the news. What's it like? to play the Nintendo Entertainment System. All right, we've got a huge story today. I don't want to jump into it quite yet because there was something that I left off last episode. And so, yes, I am going to bury the lead here. I'm going to talk about Nintendo's voice solution or Hori's voice solution, and I'll explain in a little bit for those of you that don't know. Uh, but before I get there, I want to talk about something that I even I had it in the show notes last week, and I just must have missed it when I was looking at them. And that's that I spent a little time playing ARMS with one Joy-Con. So this was during the test punch. I almost forgot what it was called. But basically, like their, their stress test, their beta test uh, last weekend. I'm really looking forward to the next one. Um, but I wanted to know how does the game play if you just take off a Joy-Con and hand it to someone? So the way that it plays is basically exactly like if you're just holding a pro controller or you're holding, uh, the Joy-Cons in your hand, just a little less comfortable because it's smaller. Uh, you definitely have to have the Joy-Con strap on your, um, Sorry, my brain stopped working on the Joy-Cons because they make the SL and SR buttons a lot easier to push. And you need the SR button to do your ultimate. Um, the buttons, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use uh, the red Joy-Con for an example. So let's say that I'm playing and using the red Joy-Con. Uh, your movement is... Um, on the joystick, uh, your block is by clicking the joystick in, um, your SL and SR bring up your 
I think it's called the rush attack. So it brings up your rush attack. That's when your um, bar gets filled. The, the little uh, triangular icon near your health bar gets filled up and starts on fire. Uh, and then Y is your jump. B is your dash. A is your left punch and x is your right punch which i know it sounds weird but if you turn a controller sideways it makes a little more sense uh so that's how you play and it handles really well like of all of the games that i have played so far multiplayer on the switch arms is the one that makes the most sense just pulling a joy con off and handing it to somebody and playing it so if there were any doubts before that um, this game was going to be one where you can do exactly what they show us in the commercials. Let those doubts be gone because it felt really good even playing it on just the one uh, Joy-Con. And it makes me think that maybe I should cancel my physical order of arms and just get the digital one. Because I don't think that I'm ever going to want this game out of my Switch. And I know that that's crazy. Uh, but this game is so good. So anyway, let's talk about something that's not so good. Okay, well, here we go. Back in January, Nintendo made their announcement of the Switch. They told us what it was. They told us what it cost. Uh, Koizumi up on stage, uh, he said that they were developing a Switch, or I'm sorry, a Switch, an app to go along with the Switch to handle their online service. And a lot of people were very confused about that. And we all said, look, Nintendo's got to address this soon. They've got to address it before the Switch comes out. And they didn't. And then we were all like, well, they've got to address it before Mario Kart comes out. I mean, Mario Kart's a huge online game. They have to address it at some point before that comes out. And they didn't. Uh, so then we were like, all right, well, they've got to address it before arms comes out. And then the global test fire or test punch is here and they still hadn't addressed it. We've got the second weekend or the, the weekend coming up. Nintendo still hasn't addressed it, but it looks like Hori that's H O R I. They have addressed it. And basically they have, uh, announced a headset that is, uh, from Hori uh, it is a an officially licensed headset that's supposed to go with Splatoon 2 uh, for the Switch. And it is, uh, first off, just looking at the headset, it looks really cool. My guess is that putting it on your head would actually look a lot less cool than just looking at it. it, it, it it's one of those... Uh, headsets where it wraps around beside behind your head and if you're curious as to what it looks like uh, click on the link in the show notes so you can see what it looks like um, they they did say that the uh, the the colors can be swapped out so you can have different colors it, it, like the one the picture that I'm looking at right now is the green one but that's kind of not really the big deal here uh, the big deal is the same question that everybody asked when Nintendo said that online communications would be handled through your separate uh, mobile application. And everybody was like, wait, what does, what does that mean? Does that mean that we're going to be talking through our phones to use voice comms? And it looks like that's the case. Um, 
if we look back to Nintendo's um, marketing and messaging, really, about the Switch and the online thing, they've been very, very closed-lipped. The, the, the Really, the only thing that they've said was that uh, Reggie fils who is the president of Nintendo of America, uh, he basically said, we're trying to avoid clunky gamer headsets on the Switch. Uh, so this is their solution. Now, let's talk about what the solution actually is. Uh, the headset has a wire. It looks like the wire... I can't tell if it's a detachable wire like on a pair of Beats headphones or not. Hopefully it is. Uh, That would be bad if it's not. But anyway, let's move on past that and get to the real meat of this. It connects to this small mixer. Uh, And then the mixer has two inputs. One input that comes from your phone and one input that comes from the switch. And the mixer basically will take those two signals, mix them together, and then send them to your headset. Which I I can understand why... This seems like an elegant solution to buy Hori. I know, calm down, don't email yet. Let me finish my thought. Hori is coming up with an elegant solution to Nintendo's ridiculous design. So Nintendo making sure that the voice communications is handled by a separate device, that makes it harder. Like the, the the question that I asked is how many ears does Nintendo think we have? Because how am I going to hear my game and hear the people that I'm talking to at the same time if I only have two ears two ears and one set of headphones? Well, Hori is now addressing this and it seems like they're addressing this with full support from Nintendo because they even have uh this headset in Splatoon like you can actually get the item for your character to wear in the game uh so this is clearly something that they have worked with Nintendo with uh about um i think that this is a really bad bad design Now, I am willing to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt. So let me lay out a couple of scenarios for you. Uh, The first scenario is that this is the one and only solution that they have. That would be absolutely, unbelievably terrible. Unbelievably terrible. This is, uh, and I have had a few people email me and call me a Nintendo apologist for uh, you know, saying that I like this or I like that or that this isn't such a big deal or that that's not that big a deal. Um, this is a big deal. This is just really bad design. This is poor choices, and it looks like it was something that somebody would have come up with back in, I don't know, 2005. Uh, we're at 2017 now, and, you know, on your Xbox and on your PlayStation, all you do is just plug your headphones into your controller and play. That's all you have to do. Now, on the Switch, the system has a headphone port, you know? It has a headphone port, so that should just work just just fine. Um, now, the Joy-Cons don't have a headphone port, and the Pro Controller does not have a headphone port. I think that they should have a headphone port. I think all of those things should have a headphone port on them so that you can just plug right in 
and have the Switch handle the voice communications itself. Now, when Nintendo said that they were going to be developing an app for mobile platforms to allow communication, I thought, okay, they can't be this stupid. They've got to have some solution that nobody else has thought of yet. They're, they're, they have to have some uh, an ace in their sleeve, if if that's the right phrasing. They have to have something that we haven't thought of yet, and they're going to surprise us. And we kept, I kept waiting for them to say, and by the way, here's how we're going to do this. You know all the things that you guys have been saying that you're, you don't like this idea. Here's our solution, and our solution is awesome, and we'll, we'll convince you, and you'll be impressed, and you'll love it. If this is the solution, this is a disaster. It is an absolute disaster. I, I can't believe that they would think that this is the right way to do it. First off, this is going to get completely tangled up in somebody's bag. We're looking at, I'm looking at some pictures. They, they, okay, now, first off, it seems like these have some short cords on them, the little adapter thing that, that where you plug all the stuff into. Um, I think that those cords are actually going to be longer than, than they are in the picture. Uh, this is something that you quite often see when you're looking at pictures of products that have wires. Uh, they will show it with a short wire, and it will actually have a longer wire. Now, some of the information here is it, on here is in Japanese, but that so so I can't tell exactly how long these wires are. And in the diagram that shows you how to hook up, <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's a diagram to to show you how to hook up your headset to your phone and your switch at the same time. There shouldn't need to be a diagram. This is a problem that's been solved for a very long time. Just do it on the switch. I am very much struggling to understand why Nintendo is doing that. That being said, I said just a moment ago that I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. And here's where this is coming from. Right now, we're looking at a third party's solution to Nintendo's uh, issues or Nintendo's uh, plan. Their plan is that communications will be handled by a third device. Now, honestly... Let, let's talk about people's problems with this solution. The biggest problem that I think people have with this solution is that it's clunky. And it absolutely is clunky. There's no getting around that. Those people are 100% right. Another uh, problem is that some people are like, I don't want to have to have a phone in order to have this uh, communication. And partially I'm with you. But at the same time, a lot of people have phones. I mean, they are ubiquitous these days. I'm, I'm, for those of you that don't know, I am a teacher. I teach in a high school. I would say that 99% of the students that I interact with on a daily basis have a cell phone. It might not be the greatest cell phone, but they have one. They love it. I can understand why Nintendo would want to leverage that with the switch. I still don't think it's a good solution, but I understand where they're coming from. Okay. So that's the second complaint. The third complaint is why do we need to have wires? We hate wires. Everybody hates wires. 
Uh, of all of the people in the world who who hate wires, I probably hate wires more than most. Um, I have a wired keyboard. I have a wired mouse. I have a wired Logitech G13 on my desk. Those are the only three wires that I have. Everything else that I have is wireless. I have a, a pair of Steel Series wireless Arctic 7 headphones that I use uh, at my computer. I can use them with my Switch because they also have a cord that I can plug into them, to them, but I don't use them on my Switch. I can't stand wires. Wires are terrible. Why in 2017 do we have to have wires uh, as our solution here? And now, right now, Bluetooth headphones do not work with the Switch. However, Here's what I'm hoping will happen, and here's the ray of sunlight that I am hoping is striking you and saying and, and calming you down and saying, okay, this is a bad solution. Maybe there's something better. Right now, the Switch has Bluetooth, but you can't do Bluetooth audio. What if, and this is a big what if, but what if, for some reason, okay, actually, let me back up before I talk about this solution. And I think most of you probably have already figured out the solution. But let's say that there is a good reason why Nintendo does not want to have voice chat on the Switch itself. Maybe it has something to do with CPU cycles, something like that. Okay, maybe there's a good reason. Maybe they don't want to use up as much RAM. So maybe they have a good reason for it. I don't know. Uh, but maybe they do. Now, let's say that they do have a good reason. They want to offload the CPU cycles and the RAM usage onto your third or onto your um, uh, phone. Okay, so maybe this is their solution. Maybe their solution is right now the Switch does not have Bluetooth. Maybe the Bluetooth, I mean, it has Bluetooth, but it doesn't have Bluetooth audio. Maybe that Bluetooth audio will send the Bluetooth signal to your phone and then your phone's going to take the audio from the switch and then send it through your headphones into your ears. So maybe that's how they're doing it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. That would be a solution. That would be probably the best solution that they could come up with without just doing what everybody wants. And that's putting the voice chat on the console itself. I don't understand why they don't want to do it. Maybe they have a good reason. I doubt it. Maybe it's just Nintendo being Nintendo. This is what they do. They do 95 things awesome and then one thing so bad that it overshadows everything else that they've done. So I'm not sure about that. But maybe that's their solution. Uh, again, you have the, the Bluetooth audio going into your phone and then your phone piping the communications and the Bluetooth audio from your Switch together into your headset. If that isn't their solution, if, if their solution is just exactly what Hori has, where they've got like a splitter, basically, or a mixer, then that's really bad. Now, that all of that being said, you know, I've been talking about this for 14 minutes. All of that being said, this really doesn't affect me. As a streamer, I have a decent mixer on my desk. Um, all I have to do is just plug my phone into that mixer and I'll have all of my stuff routed exactly the way that I want. 99% of the population 
is not going to have that as an option to them. And that's a problem. And on top of that, if this is the solution, having this uh, little mixer, this does not convince me to use Nintendo's voice chat app. I'll just continue to use Discord because then I can talk to people who aren't playing on the Switch right now. So I think that there's some serious flaws in the design here. I think that a lot of people are hating on uh, on the headset and the solution that the that Hori has come up with. Hori again has come up with an elegant solution to a ridiculous problem from Nintendo. So, okay, I've ranted for long enough about this. If you want more rants uh, about this, then I highly suggest that you click on the link in the show notes and just scroll down through NeoGaf's reaction to this because. It is overwhelmingly negative, and honestly, I, I don't blame anybody for for looking at this and saying, Nintendo, what the hell are you thinking? Like, just what are you thinking? It's 2017. This is not something that we should... This is not a conversation that we should be having. This should just all be handled through the system. Next week, Nintendo... I don't know if if Hori meant or if Nintendo wanted Hori to release this stuff on Twitter, um, but Nintendo, you really need to address this stuff uh, at E3 because if you don't address this stuff at E3, it is definitely going to hurt your system. People are going to look at this and they're going to look at Splatoon and they're going to say, "If I have to do all of this." in order to have voice comms with my friends when I play Splatoon 2, I'm not going to bother. And it'll be just like Nintendo doesn't even have voice communications. I mean, maybe that's their goal. Maybe their goal is to disincentivize people from using voice comms because they do tend to try and make the games so that voice comms are not super important. That being said, if I were playing Splatoon and I was on a team of people who were talking to each other and the enemy was of a group of people who were not able to talk to each other, it would be very difficult, I think, for the enemy team to win because we would be able to communicate with each other much quicker and uh, coordinate our attacks, um, call out snipers, things like that. I think that the thing that makes this absolutely unforgivable is because we have been told at that same January event that we were going to be paying for the new Nintendo online service, which Nintendo still has not talked about. We are, I think almost four months or four months into the life cycle of this console. It came out on March 3rd. I'm recording this on June 1st. We are, so okay, three months. We're three months into this console's life cycle, and we still don't know how online is supposed to work. We don't know how voice chat is supposed to work, but right now voice chat is not looking promising. All right, I'm repeating myself, I think, so I'm going to shut up now. Let's move on to the next story. All right, if you listen to We Play Games, which is the other podcast that I uh, do, uh, then you've already heard this story. But I just wanted to let you know that Sonic Mania 
is going to be $20. $20. I feel like that's a really good price. Um, the more that I see from, from this game, the more excited I am. <clears throat> Pardon me. I've said before, I'm not a huge Sonic fan. Mostly the 3D games. The 3D games really bother me. I'm, I really don't like the 3D Sonic games. I feel like control gets taken away from the player too much in order to simulate that speed that Sonic is famous for. Uh, but the 2D Sonic games, I like more than them. Uh, I am a fan of those. I'm not a huge fan of them. I always want to like them, and I am always seems to be, seem to be disappointed. That being said, Sonic 1 is a game that I have gone back to many, many times, and I've put hours and hours into that game just playing it over and over again. I loved Sonic 1. Well, Sonic Mania looks a lot like Sonic 1, and it's a $20 game, and I'm excited for that. Um, if you want to get the Collector's Edition, the Collector's Edition, you can get it's $70. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, keep in mind that you get 20% off of that. So that's actually $59 or $55.99 um, on Amazon Prime. And if you buy it through there, uh, you will get... I'm clicking on a link to look. Uh, you get the Deluxe Collector's Box. Okay, you get a box. You get a 12-inch statue of Sonic standing on top of a Sega Genesis. And when you turn it on, it has the Sega Sega sound. You know what I'm talking about? I love that sound. I love it. Um, I know, it's a Nintendo show. Why is he talking about Sega stuff? Because I can uh, let's see, what else do you get? You get the downloadable game. Notice I said downloadable game. That comes on a metallic collector's card with a download key. So you're not actually getting a cartridge to put in your system. In fact, I don't think that you're going to get a physical... I, I don't think you can get a physical copy of Sonic Mania. And I believe that the reason that they're doing this, which I've said before, is getting retail space um from what I have heard is that unless you price your game at $25.99, you can't get retail space or you can't get good retail space in, in brick and mortar shops. Well, they're pricing their game at $19.99, which means it's going to be shelved with all the junk that, that people don't, don't want as much. And so I think that they're just avoiding doing uh retail uh, physical copies altogether. Um, if they did end up getting a cartridge, they would probably have to raise the cost a little bit more. Uh, so I appreciate that they're avoiding raising the cost. Uh, that being said, the the this um, uh, collector's edition uh, still going. It it, ta it comes with this metallic collector's card with a download key. It comes with a sacred a sacred a Sega cartridge cast. So basically, just a thing that looks like a Genesis cartridge. And it comes with a golden ring. Um, but that price is $70. But if you're Amazon Prime, it's $55.99. I think it's really cool. Like, I've wanted to pull the trigger on this thing. But, you know, $55 for a statue. And that's really the reason that I want it. It's the cool statue. $55 for a statue seems like a bit pricey. However, $20 for a Sonic game sounds fantastic. So I think... I'm fairly certain that I'm going to be picking this game up at launch when it comes out. And I have forgotten when that is. Let me look. Um, it says this item will be released in August. So 
Uh, the game comes out in August, and it's $20, and it sounds great. So get out there, and if you want the collector's edition, pre-order it. If not, then uh, just wait until August. And I think it's August 15th, but I'm not sure. I can't remember. And uh, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look it up real quick. And I'm not going to look it up real quick because I couldn't find it. I guess it's, maybe we just don't know yet. All right. That's it. Let's move on. The last story is a quick one. Uh, if you didn't have a Wii U, you've probably never heard of Pokémon Tournament, but it's basically a Tekken tournament with Pokémon characters. Um, now, Joe Merrick, who is a... He works at Serby.net, when Serby is a uh, Pokémon website. He was talking to somebody uh, that works at a... Um, um, shoot, what the heck is it called? A arcade stick distributor and they were talking about how um this arcade stick that they're selling for street fighter uh will also work in pokken tournament now he says do you mean it's coming to the switch and they they said they did not reply to that as far as i know here's the question how reliable is a report from a controller distributor you know what i mean like why would a controller distributor have this inside information that doesn't really make sense to me it might make sense that they would know if it works with the switch that makes sense but not specific games because generally an arcade stick if it works with one game it would probably work with all games. It might not be the best way to control your game, but it will probably work with all games. So I don't really see how a controller distributor would know if Pokémon Tournament was coming to the Switch. That being said, if you don't know much about the game, it was widely received as very good. Uh, yet another victim of the Wii's poor sales, or I'm sorry, the Wii U's poor sales, that it's just another a good game that nobody played. And so it 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 almost just seems like an inevitability that every good game for the Wii U is going to eventually come to the Switch. Now, I don't know that for sure, but it just seems like a good business move. I mean, the 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 Wii U only sold 13.6 million consoles in its lifetime. Uh the Switch in just a few months has sold like three to four million. And so I think that it's in Nintendo's best interest to take these games and port them over. It's probably not that difficult to move, uh, seeing as how they were able to do such a great job with, with Mario Kart 8. Um, and back when they announced the NX, they specifically said, we are looking at a way uh, to make sure that it's easy for developers to move from one platform to another. Uh, so, yes, we were looking at last week, or not last week, but last episode I was talking about how uh, this made it easier for them to bring it to the Wii U and the 3DS and then games from the 3DS, like Monster Hunter, to the 3DS and the Switch at the same time. Well, this could mean it's also easy to port from the Wii U to the Switch. Uh, so... Bring all the games. I may not rebuy all of them, but there's a lot of customers out there who never had a chance to buy them because they didn't have a Wii U the first time around. 
and you're going to sell them to those people definitely uh so what do you guys think are which games from the wii u would you like to make an appearance on the switch most that's my question to you my other question to you before we get out of here is what do you think of nintendo's voice solution or hori's voice solution uh, for using voice comms on the Switch. I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed, please let me know. You can shout at me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, use the subject line Switchcraft. You can uh, make some noise on Twitter at runjumpstomp. You can give us a phone call. That's 260-RUN-JUMP, 260-786-5867. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. If you are looking for ways to support the show, you can do exactly what Crazy Legs 15 did and write a review on iTunes. If you're looking for other free ways to support the show, hit up my Amazon uh, partnership uh, link um, in the show notes, or um, you can... My brain stopped working. Uh, you can just go to the show notes for that. If you're looking for other ways to support the show monetarily, you can buy Doc Socks for your Switch along with zippered pouches from my wife's Etsy shop. That's etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. Uh, you can go on over to Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp, and pledge uh, for as little as a dollar. Um, you can join the patrons and get exclusive rewards, including... Uh, depending on your level, uh, horrible drawings by me. All right. Um, then you can also, for any of these links, just go on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support, and you can click right there. Anyway, I'm out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. podcast and others like it are part of the run jump stomp gaming network for more information on where you can find content like this go to runjumpstomp.com. stomp.com <laughs>